MPB Think Radio. This is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. On today's show, two great guests. First, we'll share a conversation with Ken Holdman of Sedexo Magic. It's a food service company headed by Irving Magic Johnson. Also, we'll talk to Chef Godfrey Morgan, executive chef at Jackson State University, who will talk to us about how he got from Jamaica to JSU and what it's like overseeing meals for an entire university. Join our conversation this morning with your questions and comments. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or email the show food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We have two guests on today's show. First, we're going to share a conversation with Ken Holdman of Senexo Magic. It's a food service company headed by Irving Magic Johnson, the famous NBA player. Also, we'll talk with Chef Godfrey Morgan, who's the executive chef at Jackson State University. He'll talk to us about how he got from Jamaica to JSU and what it's like overseeing meals for an entire university. You can join in your conversation, uh, the conversation this morning, with your comments at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. I have had an amazing weekend. Actually, it was a weekend of reflections. You know, it was um, a little bit of the conversation I had with you earlier about, you know, learning to love people unconditionally and having amazing thoughts and not thinking negative things immediately. And it was a wonderful time for me to just stop and reflect. And I think all of us need to kind of do that sometimes. And food is a good way to do that, Kevin. It's like being in the kitchen it teaches you patience and tolerance and love and all of those yummy things that we should be giving to each other. So I was really happy that this weekend it was um, it was kind of a growing up moment for me. So I'm really happy about that. Very good. And I think you're right. <clears throat> Food does a lot for us. And a lot of times if you're, you know, cooking, it gives you a chance to think about some other things and, and, uh, and still do something that uh, everybody enjoys when they get to taste it. <laughs> Absolutely. And we are enjoying uh, something today, and it's uh, like um, it's like the breakfast uh, cinnamon roll has been kicked up to the nth degree. So talk about what you brought in today. It is the breakfast of champions, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> today I made some homemade Cinnabons. And if you've ever gone through the airport or stopped by one of those Cinnabon stores, you know how we love that yummy goodness. It's a cinnamon roll with a whole lot of love from heaven. And what I did today, Kevin, this is such a fake, quick, easy, simple treat to make. Uh, everybody, whether they're two or 92, can make these. The only thing that I did is I went to my local grocery store and I picked up some yeast rolls, Kevin. This is all this is. And I took their yeast rolls, which was about 12 in a pack. They're already pre-cooked. And I sliced them in the middle. 
I created this yummy, yummy cream uh, filling that goes in that's consistent of some cream cheese, a little bit of nutmeg, a little bit of uh, cinnamon, tiny bit of uh, powdered sugar, and we spread that in the middle. But on the bottom of this base, because it was cooked in a cast iron skillet, you have this yummy pecan caramel glaze with tons of pecans at the bottom. And then we uh, put the second layer of bread back on, and then we poured the remaining of the glaze on top. I let them sit overnight, wrapped them in some um, plastic, put them in the refrigerator this morning. I got up, popped them in the oven for about 28 to 30 minutes. They are super yummy. When they came out, I put a nice glaze on top. It's the perfect thing for a cup of coffee this morning. Yeah, they're very, very good. The, <clears throat> the nuts are good in there. I just finished mine, uh, you know, the the caramel, everything, just real, really over-the-top good stuff. And that does sound easy to make it. It's a similar thing. Um, a friend of mine does a brunch every year <clears throat> in January. And a lot of times he has a, a little ham sandwich. But it's a similar thing where you buy a thing of rolls, basically cut them off. At, you know, cut them in half and then layer the bottom with ham and uh, cheese and then put the top half on and put them in the oven. So this is very similar. Quite delicious. Thank you so much. And everybody should, you know, keep yeast rolls at home because they, they work for so many things, whether you are doing uh, something as simple as a decadent dessert like we did today for to serve for breakfast for, for your brunch or dinner or whether you're making um, those wonderful, wonderful um, ham sandwiches that you talked about with a little bit of Swiss cheese, you know, or you they make for perfect um, country girls. So I like tomato and cucumber sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so many wonderful things that you can do with yeast bread. And, of course, if you like cinnamon rolls, you know, the process is, you know, taking uh, your dough and letting it sit for and let it rise for an hour. And then, you know, got to knead it out and. I didn't want to do all of that this weekend, Kevin. So what I did was, like I said, simply just bought these wonderful, delicious. These yeast rolls are so delicious. You could just eat them by themselves. But then to add this yummy, yummy goodness on top, it was just perfect. So uh, last Friday, you were on the air with uh, Mary Margaret and uh, Sharita uh, on Next Stop Mississippi. So tell us how that went. Um, that was really, really wonderful. We actually uh, talked about single Jamayo, and mm-hmm. um, I talked about a few recipes that I shared, um, you know, with some friends for the holiday, and that was really, really yummy, Kevin. I love single de Mayos because um, it's that celebration of, you know, the little man winning over the giant, the you know, the David and Goliath story. And so, uh, but the food in and of itself is very festive. I was um, kind of, you know, made it funny because the, the sounds of the word are just festive. Like when you say a chimichanga, you just feel a dance coming on, you know, to say tamale or, you know, taco. You just feel festive and the food is festive and it's happy. And so and I was so happy that they, you know, invited me on to hang out with them for a few minutes. So that was wonderful. Uh, Later this hour, we're going to be talking with Chef Godfrey Morgan, who is the executive chef at Jackson State University, about his uh, trips from Jamaica, his home country, to JSU, and also the challenges of cooking for an entire university, large groups of folks. How do you make good food there? We'll talk with uh, the chef. But first, we're going to have a conversation uh, that uh, Deborah and I had last week with Ken Holdman from Sodexo Magic. We talked about a range of topics, uh, about how the company headed by NBA Hall of Famer Irvick Magic Johnson is making a difference in the community and being culinary relevant. So uh, we started the conversation by asking, what exactly is Sodexo Magic? Sodexo Magic is a joint venture between Sodexo and Magic Johnson Enterprise. Mr. Johnson, Mr. Magic Johnson is 51% owner and 
president, CEO, and chairman of the board for the joint venture of Sodexo Magic. So can you tell me how does Sodexo Magic work in the communities uh, that you're involved in? You know, Mr. Johnson's uh, uh, favorite tagline is, we are the communities we serve. You know, he believes that he has a ultimate responsibility to provide services to underserved areas and to bring in businesses to those areas to make sure that he can help provide jobs in those communities. So it's just not a part about coming in making money uh, for a corporation. It's about actually providing jobs and providing resources to the community. Uh, what's your position with Sodexo Magic? My role is Senior Director of Strategic Account Development. Uh, we have 49 accounts across the country, and my role is to make sure that I touch base with the community and I touch base with our clients to make sure that we're living up to the commitments of Mr. Johnson and the things that we promised to the communities that we serve. How many of those accounts are Mississippi-based? Uh, we have two accounts in Mississippi that we, that we work with under Sodexo Magic. And I think uh, you visited with Deborah recently when you were both at an event uh, with uh, uh, Chef G. Garvin at Jackson State University. Could you tell us about that? Yes. Uh, Chef G. Garvin is our culinary advisor. Uh, we have a, a culinary program called Inspire. And Inspire is, is a vision of Mr. Johnson and G. Garvin coming together and wanting to inspire others around food. You know, food is always a staple of people coming together. So what better to thing to do than to create a vision of Inspire around food, the food concept. And he enlisted the help of G. Garvin, and G. Garvin came out to do a cooking demonstration for the community and in the university uh, on April 1st. And what he did was he brought out some of the items that he created specifically for Inspire. So all of the, the recipes and all the things that go into Inspire is created uh, for our clients, you know, and it's created by uh, Chef G. Garvin. Well, let me tell you, Ken, the event was absolutely fabulous. And for those of you who missed it, it was a lot of fun. Chef G. Garvin has a lot of energy, and the food was immaculate. So I was very honored to be there, and I'm very, very honored that you're joining us here today. Yes. So tell us a little bit about when you when you get together with a client, what is the process like? How do you go about uh, doing what you do? You know, the thing about it is we have to understand is that every every client is not a right fit for Sex and Magic, and Sex and Magic is not a right fit for every client. We want to make sure that we align to the initiatives of the client, of the community. That is key for Mr. Johnson and his business endeavors is that making sure that we have the opportunity to to meet the stakeholders of the community and work with those stakeholders and be a part of the community. You know, whereas, you know, he doesn't want to be a part of something where it's just a a corporate shell to where we're just providing food service because he believes his businesses are bigger, bigger than just food service. He believes that he has a, a responsibility to the communities that we serve. So we first look at the initiatives of the clients and what the initiatives are for the community. And then we decide if that's going to be a right fit for us, that's a match or not. So one of the things that I know that you do is you bring together some of the best culinary minds around the world. How do you choose those people, and how does an individual who's interested in joining your organization, uh, you know, find their way to Sodexo Magic? You know, well, one, if they're looking for opportunities with Sodexo Magic, we have our uh, Sodexo Magic website, or you can go to the Magic Johnson Enterprises website. Both have links to each other on both websites if you're looking for employment or looking for opportunities to partner with us. And then, two, you know, we're talking about working with 
different organizations and working with different chefs. You know, this is a great opportunity for exposure for chefs coming out of the, out of culinary school that we look to work with. But then, you know, having G. Garvin and all of his professional prowess and his connections, you know, like working with Guy Fury and things like that, is just a right fit because all of those individuals want to do their, their, their part in the communities. And then you're talking about food. Food is the one thing that everybody comes together about. You know, it's the one common thread that holds people together. You know, so those guys look for great opportunities to go out and work in our communities and be able to serve some great food. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things that we talk about here quite often at Deep South Dining is how food is the bipartisan and it's a great way to break every barrier socially, racially, uh, politically. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing that I know that uh, Sodexo Magic is known for is its great hospitality. And for me, that is uh, being a Southern girl, that is like the ultimate because I don't care how wonderful food is, uh, you know, or how professional an individual is if there's not great hospitality. Uh, it, it kind of leaves that extra flavor that you're looking for when you're sitting down at a meal, whether it's at a restaurant or, at, you know, as an individual take. So uh, it is really fantastic when I take a look at uh, your program to see all of the amazing things that you're you're doing. Can you tell us some of the restaurants uh, that Sodexo Magic is involved with? Well, right now we're not involved in any per se restaurants, but we look at every client. Every client's facility is our restaurant. So we work with some of our clients across the country that we work at, like Jackson State, Alcorn State. Uh, we work with Toyota. Actually, I'm here on the phone with you guys today from Toyota. We're doing some stuff with Toyota. American Airlines, anytime you walk through the airport and you, you go into Atmos Club, you see Sodexo Magic, the food that you take is Sodexo Magic food. We do the same thing with Delta Airlines as well. So in all of their lounges that you go into, Sky lounges, you will see Sodexo Magic. So, you know, we work with 49 accounts across the country in different areas. We work in healthcare spaces. We work in K-12 spaces. We work in the university space. We also work in the corporate and airline spaces as well. We're visiting on Deep South Dining with uh, Ken Holdman from Sodexo Magic. And, Ken, it sounds to me like it's sort of food service meets community engagement. Uh, Could you give us maybe some examples of of the types of ways that you reach out uh, to the communities that you're involved in? You know, a great example is an event yesterday we did with our, our chief health and wellness uh, advisor, is Dr. Ian Smith. We were here at American Airlines headquarters in, in the Fort Worth area, and we had almost 750 employees from American Airlines. And we talked about uh, a couple different topics. We talked about hypertension. We talked about uh, AIDS awareness. And we talked about diabetes prevention as well. So... Dr. Ian Smith came out and was, was very engaging with 750 individuals that we had to speak with. But more importantly, you know, after that event, you know, we wanted to make sure that they could take those things back into their communities because we did it on site. So later on that evening, we went out and did something in the Plano area. And then later on that, that after that, we went over to the Frisco area and talked about some of the same things. We want to make sure that we have an impact in the community. We want to make sure that things that we bring to the community are things they can take from us and be able to take it home and implement it home as well. And I guess all that good food just drives home the, those messages that you're, <laughs> that you're trying to get out to the folks. Yes, yes. And actually, it, it started around food because when you got people to come talk about healthy living, healthy eating, it gets kind of boring because people don't want to talk about anything that's healthy. You know, but one of the things that we are able to do is be able to show them great food that's healthy for you, but how you implement it as well, you know, at work and at home.
Absolutely. And uh, one of the things, Ken, that we really try to emphasize here for the state of Mississippi is, you know, people living their whole lives, uh, not just sitting down to eat a meal, but it's getting involved and exercising and loving your family and being complete and whole. And it seems like that that is the vision of Sodexo Magic as well. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we're working with right now is through our health and wellness initiatives is we have a new program that talks talk about Get Check. Get checked at the doctor, you know, get fit and get moving, you know. So we talk to them about going to your doctor, how regularly you go to your doctor, you know. And then also when you get to the doctor, what questions you should ask your doctor. Then it talks about getting fit, you know. When we talk about getting fit, then we start talking about getting moving, though. Talking about how you can go and if you walk, you know, 30 minutes a day or get on a bicycle for 30 minutes a day, just taking the time to keep yourself moving extends your life. Well, that... Get fit, get checked, get moving. Um, Michelle Obama implemented the Get Moving program, and I was noticing when I was reading through your bio that you guys implemented that. And so can you talk to us how that partnership happened? Well, the partnership happened with, with Dr. Uh, Dr. Ian Smith. He, sits, he was sitting on the President's Council for Health and Wellness. And it just made sense, just like we made sense for us to partner with, with uh, G. Garvin. It made sense for us to bring Dr. Ian Smith to become part of our health and wellness program so you know taking the the star factor or the wow factor you know actually grabs people's attention but then also being able to give them some information that is very informative but that at the end of the day can help extend their lives so you know we want to make sure that we can talk to them about food but we can also talk to them about health and wellness and then we can show them how food and health and wellness go together so when we, michelle obama was talking about that about the get moving act and then uh, Dr. Ian Smith came a part of our team. We just kind of took on the same message that that uh, President Obama and his team was having and, and Mrs. Obama having and put, brought it a part of what Mr. Johnson wanted to do, be a part of his vision. So, Ken, before we let you go, if someone was listening this morning is interested, where can they go to find out more information about Sodexo Magic? They can go to SodexoMagic.com or Magic Johnson Enterprises. Dot com and they can find out all the information. My contact information are on, is on both websites, and I am open and welcoming to having conversations about future employment or about future programming with Sodexo Magic. Well, Ken, we can't wait to have you in the studios when you're back here in Mississippi. We appreciate you calling in today, and I want you to know that when you come, we're going to serve you some of the best sweet potato pie you've ever had before. <laughs> I, I'm going to hold you guys to that. And Ken, I can, I've had that pie. I can certainly vouch for that. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Enjoy your day. All right. Bye-bye. That was our conversation last week with Ken Holdman from Sodexo Magic. Still to come this hour on this show, uh, an interview with Chef Godfrey Morgan, the executive chef at Jackson State University. We'll be back with more after this. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We uh, are visiting with a couple of guests today. We've already talked this hour with Ken Holdman, the executive chef of Sodexo Magic, a, a food service company that ma- marries food service with community involvement. An interesting conversation there. Uh, and on the line now, uh, joining us on the phone. Go ahead, Deborah. Well, actually, before we um, go to Chef, we wanted to uh, send our uh, love out to our California family, to Greg Doolin. Uh, they uh, lost their father, and they're going to have a memorial service. And, of course, he was he came from California to visit us here, Kevin. Really amazing family. They owned Kizzy's Kitchen. They still own uh, Doolin's on Crenshaw, which, of course, is a soul food restaurant. So we're sending lots of Mississippi love to them this week. All right. Yeah, very good. Thoughts? and prayers uh, for that family for their for their recent loss. Uh, joining us on the phone right now is Chef Godfrey Morgan, the executive chef at Jackson State University, was going to try to make it by the studio, wasn't able to make it, but fortunately is on the phone lines with us. So good morning, Chef. How are you doing? Good morning, Godfrey. Good morning. Good Everybody morning. say, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing great. I am so sorry I didn't get to come by the studio. There's so much is going on at the moment. I could not get a chance to get away. That's okay. We're still going to come by and pick up all that yummy Jamaican food we had our, you know, t- palate set for today. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Chef, give us a little bit uh, idea on your background. How did you uh, make your way to Jackson State University? Wow. Um, I was the executive chef at the Diamond Jack Casino in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And uh, driving back and front from Jackson to Vicksburg and sometimes late night, depends on what's going on at the casino, was just too much. So at that time, uh, Jackson State was looking for their first executive chef because it was taking the food to another level and uh, interview for it. And, wow, I was blessed and I get it. And since then, it's just been love. Well, the program at Jackson State that you work with is absolutely excellent. But what I'm curious is, how did you come from Jamaica all the way to the United States? What brought you here? <laughs> uh, what brought me here was culinary school. I went to Ein's Culinary School when I just got here. And when I got here, I decided, you know, I'm not ready to go back to Jamaica. And then I fell in love with Mississippi. You know, my first high in Mississippi was like, wow, it's totally different from Jamaica. But over the year, it's just like Mississippi has become my home, and I still love it to this day. You know, it's just it's like it's different. You know, it's adversity and everything. You know, but you know, it's, I love it. So, chef, uh, tell us about uh, the food culture in Jamaica. I think some of us know a little bit about uh, Jama- Jamaican food and and cultures and flavors. But uh, tell us what the food is like there. Jamaican food is a lot about the spices that you use. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a combination of African and Indian food combined together. You know, because in Jamaica, uh, the Africans come to the Caribbean. There was Indians there already there. So that culture combined with the flavor, and it creates what you know today as Jamaican food. You know, so there's a lot of fresh herbs. Uh, different spices that we use, fresh bear, um, the, the grilling, the roasting, 
all of that create that wonderful, great Jamaican flavor. And not only that, also a little bit of, um, I would say a little bit of Chinese, a little bit of everything (laughs) mixed in one that really creates our Jamaican dish today. Oh, that sounds like Mississippi. (laughs) Um, So we know that curry is very popular in Jamaican dishes. What other spices are we looking for when we're preparing Jamaican dishes? Other spices would be like pimento seed. Um, Pimento, it would be like all spice here. So we use a lot of pimento, um, cinnamon, nutmeg, just basically the same spice we use here. The, the thing is they just call a different name and they apply to the dishes quite differently. So that's the difference. And we like to use, as you know, a lot of peppers, make it spicy. <laughs> that's right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that Kevin is always, you know, concerned about when I come in, because I, I love a little bit of spice, but I think I, I've found a way just to have a perfect balance. So it's so cool that you're not necessarily sweating, you know, and it's overly heated. So, but I exactly. love a little spice. Exactly. I think it's the same thing for me. When I come here and I start to cook uh, a lot of my cuisine, but not only Jamaican, insulin, my Jamaican into the Southern twist. So, you know, it's like a Jamaican Southern. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned to, you know, take off some of the spice, but make sure the flavor is as bold as ever still, that it still tastes like a good Caribbean food or whatever I want to make it. We're talking with Chef Godfrey Morgan, the executive chef at Jackson State University. Chef, uh, tell us about uh, growing up. Is, Is something being in the kitchen cooking something that you've always been interested in? Oh, my gosh. Uh, my grandmother was a chef. She used to have a little restaurant in Jamaica. I remember running around the kitchen as a little boy and smell all that good food cooking. And I guess it's just in my blood. You know, I started cooking since I was 12 years old. Wow. The first thing I've ever made was a bread pudding. Mm. And the bread pudding, uh, it wasn't a good one, really. <laughs> I think I put about two pounds of salt in it. <laughs> I think Kevin knows a little something about the salt. <laughs> but my love has not changed from then. I learned by my mistake. And, you know, I just, my, my part for me with cooking, it's creativity. And, you know, I don't like to just do things that everybody do. You know, if I'm doing bacon wrapped shrimp, what kind of twist can I give to it? If I'm doing chocolate-covered bacon, you know, I like to put a twist on everything. Just put my twist on it, put my feel on it, or, you know, or want it to be. And, and the great thing about it is people love it. They love what I do. You know, they love tasting it. They can't get enough. So that's a blessing itself. Well, Kevin, um, you know, for those of you who have not actually had the experience of having Chef Garfrey's food, it, the thing that I love about your style of cooking is, um, and, some, and something that I know Kevin will really appreciate, is the visual appeal. Uh, there are these wonderful displays of uh, color and carvings. Uh, he literally takes melons, Kevin, and create these wonderful designs. So it's really very festive to look at, but it's absolutely delicious food. The um, thing that I want to talk about a little bit, too, uh, too is you recently uh, were in a major competition in Louisiana, and mm-hmm. you've placed. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, it's a competition between the HBCU mm-hmm. um, universities, basically 
between Louisiana, just something that uh, FedEx will do. So I entered in February, and I went to, down to New Orleans, and it was uh, four different universities, and I take home the medal. I was very, very excited about it. You know, the, the party is it's different when, you know, if, you know, I can do it, I can make the food taste good, but to go in their house and win there, that was the challenge, you know, concern like, oh, is it going to be fair? But, you know, it, everyone was fair. They tasted food. My presentation was on point, and I walked away with the trophy there in February, and that was fantastic. It was like I was walking around high for a couple of days. <laughs> Just like in Wonderland, to say, wow, that was pretty cool. But, you know, as I said on the second one, uh, what I post on Facebook was hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the second one, when they called me, they said to me, it was like three weeks before the event. I'm like, wow, that's no time to plan the, the menu, the recipe, and everything. Because the original to do it is we got to feed I got to cook enough food for about 500 kids. Wow. And then I got to cook food for the judge. And then you got to set the station up and display your work. And then you got to serve it. So time was literally against this. But, you know, with hard work and try to get help wherever I can, I pull it off again. And that was like, wow. It, it, it definitely let me give me more confidence in what I do. And I just want to continue to do it. You know, we have another one supposed to be coming up in August. So they're going to bring New Orleans is coming here to Jackson State. They're going to compete on my home turf. So I'm I definitely looking forward to that one. Chef, if you could uh, hold on for us, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we want to continue talking to you a little bit about uh, the challenges for cooking for an entire university. We're speaking uh, today on Deep South Dining with Chef Godfrey Morgan, the executive chef at Jackson State University. We'll be back with more of Deep South Dining after this. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting today on the telephone with Chef Godfrey Morgan, the executive chef at Jackson State University. Uh, chef, thanks for stay, sticking around with us. Wanted to ask you, uh, give us an idea what uh, your job as executive chef at JSU entails. Well, my job here at Jackson State is basically to, to create great food for the students, faculty, and staff, and also for, you know, whosoever on the outside who wants catering at Jackson State. So that's my main job. And I also um, train staff, um, write recipe, um, just everything concerning food and the applying of it. So you're actually creating a menu on a weekly or monthly basis for the the entire university? Yeah, we're basically do it like every semester. Every semester, right, like, uh, um, it just depends. If it's the retail, we write a four-week menu. If it's the residential, that's where our, most of the students have the meal plan, we have, like, a six-week rotation menu. And, you know, we can change. That depends on what's going on. Depends on the weather. You know, if it's rainy, we might say, okay, we're going to change the soup for today. Like, as far as where that's basically it. So, uh, you know, cooking then for college students, what are what are the things that you're, you sort of think about going in? I guess you want something both good for them but good tasting. Talk about how you, you know, you decide to plan out those menus and what's in your mind. Well, the main thing to say is to have uh, a variety. Mm-hmm. I mean, a variety, a variety with something healthy, something spicy, some something sweet, uh, just a little bit of everything because... There is so much multitude, you know. Every student comes from a different background, you know. The students here, international kids, kids from all over the state, and their taste bud is different. They have been brought up differently. So you make sure the rotation menu applies to, to cover all that taste bud. And if there is a student with a, a special, like you have a certain type of allergy, they can eat certain things, you know, we'll write, uh, a menu for them and the recipe to ensure those students are taken care of. And also, we know we do a real big major catering here on campus. And it just depends on what the clients want. You know, I'm talking, when I said client, not only Jackson State, but also the outside public. We do weddings here. We do almost a little bit of everything here. And we write, we'll plan a menu accordingly to what they are looking for. And after then, uh, write out the recipes and bring up my guys up to date on it. And we take it from there. Now, one of the things that I can say, Kevin, is um, working with Jackson State and Sadako Magic, um, uh, last year they did an event for me where they um, literally cooked enough food to feed about 500 people, which was really, really amazing. We had an event at the farmer's market. And um, we served up some red velvet cornbread and some collard greens and some other yummy stuff. And Jackson State was very, very instrumental with that. So h- how many people, Goffrey, uh, does it really take to run a-, a kitchen for a campus that size? Well, I can tell you this. Um, just the legacy alone. And the legacy is the retail, what we do catering, what we do, whatever. We're all faculty and staff. And, you know, come and eat us. And anybody from off the street, if you want to just come and buy a meal. Over here, we have about uh, 60 to 65 employees. Mm-hmm. And as the, the residential law now, that's where 
uh, major stuff happen because you're looking to see uh, close to maybe a, a thousand students a day, depends on what's going on, and also depends on what day it is. So, you know, down there we're looking at close to 100 uh, employees down there, which you have more chefs and you have different managers, just depends on what unit it is. So that's basically it. You know, it breaks down in different sections. You know, you have the line servers, you have the cook, you have the utility people. So everyone reports to someone different. Well, I had a chance to actually walk through your kitchen, and it is absolutely not. It's, it's a cook's dream. It's amazing, and it's uh, superbly clean. And so it was just really a privilege to be able to see how everybody was working and functioning together as a team. And the thing that I was most impressed uh, with, especially with this last event that I got to to see you at, is how everybody really uh, respects you and they come together uh, to support each other as a team. So how do you keep that kind of cohesiveness with such a large amount of people? Well, Really and truly, how it really starts is you got to go in with a set mind. You know, the set mind is some people is going to love what you do. Some people is going to uh, think it's okay what you do. And then some just not going to like what you do. <laughs> but the thing is, be fair. Um, you know, treat everyone as equal. And I try to pass off what I know onto them every single day. And I let them know I'm here with you. You know, I'm not just going to put work on you and walk away and leave you. I'm here with you. If you're cutting potatoes, I'll be cutting it with you. And to show them something different. You know, a lot of, the, you know, the cooks and stuff, they didn't actually went to culinary school or get to expose to see what else is in the world. So by me here doing some of the stuff that I do, you know, it's a blessing for me. And I think to say that also it's a blessing for them because if they should leave right now and go anywhere, in Mississippi, in the United States, they can hold their home as far as working in the kitchen and just applying different type of dishes and different style, different techniques, how to cut, you know, how to pate, how to fry, you know. So that's the great thing you're about. So, Chef, uh, I think home cooks probably don't ever uh, cook for such large groups as you do, but sometimes uh, you're cooking for maybe a, a friends and family, so a larger group than normal. Could you give us maybe some things to look for, uh, pitfalls to avoid uh, when starting to cook for, for larger groups of folks? Repeat that again. I'm sorry. We're back side of breaking up. Some uh, pitfalls that you can avoid when having to cook for larger groups. I'm saying, you know, like a, a home chef probably wouldn't have a thousand folks, but might have a, a larger group on hand every once in a while. What are some things to think about when the size of the folk, uh, people you're cooking for uh, is increased? Well, one of the stuff what I do to, uh, to, to make sure everything, everyone is satisfied. You can have some dish, like, for example, loaded potato. Um, when... People see potato, I see potato. <laughs> what do you mean when I say that there is? You know, it's so easy to whip up some good, really good mashed potato with some butter and some cream, some, uh, you know, some salt, some pepper, and put them in a martini glass. That same case of cheese that everyone loves, you go to the Mexican restaurant and get a case of cheese and chips, put some of that in the potatoes with some bacon bits, um, you know, green onion, jalapeno, pepper, and make it your home. And it's simple as that right here. That can stretch as far as many people as you want. And it's, it's simple and easy, and the flavor is so delicious. 
business depends on the kind of a dish that you're going to look to do. You know, if you're going to prepare food for, say, for example, a thousand people, you don't want to do bacon wrapped shrimp because you've got <laughs> every single bake, every single shrimp with bacon. You know, you do something there to say, okay, I'm going to do a cilantro shrimp. That you know, they've got to make a cilantro sauce and grill the shrimp off, and you know. Finish, up, finish it off like that, something that, that's going to take up all the time focusing on one dish. So you plan the menu just based off of how many people. To say that if it's just 10 people, you can be more creative. You can do, you know, as I said, maybe a pork belly sandwich, uh, bacon-wrapped shrimp. Uh, I'm really known for my chocolate-covered bacon with uh, walnuts and pecans. Mm. You know, you can play with stuff and for a smaller group, but a larger group, it just it also depends on how many people is working with you and the time restraint that you have to complete all those dishes. You know, earlier we talked about presentation, and and uh, Deborah mentioned that we're big fans of that here, and Deborah really does a great job of really making food look good as well as taste yes. good. Yes, yes, she do. I, I, I taking her work. All the time on Facebook, I was like, "Wow, I want some of that." <laughs> I'm still waiting on my cake from Deborah. Supposed to bake for me. Well, if you had been here to, if you had been here today, Chef, I don't think you would have been disappointed because I made some homemade uh, cinnabons. Oh, my gosh. And we were really expecting you to be here today. So I was going to, you know, surprise you a little bit. But don't worry, I've got a cake coming for you. <laughs> and, and, and I say this. Uh, I, I really want to come on the show, be there in person. So I hope, you know, it can incorporate me again in the show because there are so many components of uh, things that I do. You know, uh, even uh, I go around Jackson, different people hire me to, like, teach them how to, to carve or how to cook. And so there are several components to what I do here in Jackson, Mississippi. So we would invite you back to the show, man, only if you promise to bring us some Jamaican food next time. How about <laughs> that? <laughs> All right, uh, we need to take one final break this hour. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Been visiting with the executive chef at Jackson State University, Chef Godfrey Morgan. We'll be back to wrap up the program after this short break. steps to your front door mpb news covers the state like no one else our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life mpb news online at mpbonline.org and on mpb think radio this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows visit mpbonline.org or download the mpb public radio app to listen on your iphone or android phone on demand 
Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting today uh, on the telephone with Chef Godfrey Morgan. He is the executive chef at Jackson State University. We talked a little bit about his background uh, in Jamaica and some of the things that he brings to uh, the students and the rest of the JSU community. Chef, before the break, we were talking a little bit about presentation. Uh, and tell us, if you would, talk a little bit about how important you think that is. And is it? do you think that if maybe someone isn't familiar with what the food is, is maybe something they've never had that if it looks good they're more likely to give it a taste i totally agree you know you eat first with your eyes then your nose and then your mouth that's how i basically put it there for me and so therefore everything i do and present to either on the line where we serve out here or catering i try to make sure the appeal of it is i, call, I say it's 100 you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's looking fantastic because if something looks flappy and you're paying your money for it, I don't want it. <laughs> I, I, would, I wouldn't want it. You know, so it, all of it is a part of it, what you are buying. It's a part of the customer service is the appeal of it. Not only the taste and the texture, but always the looking. And I'm I'm here to to say it again, Kevin. Truly, Chef Garvin is a master of uh, of what he's doing. You know, the it's it's like looking at art. And like I said earlier, he really takes um, time to carve out these beautiful pieces. I'm, I've seen lions and flowers and all drag all kinds of beautiful things that go in as part of his display. But everything is so well put together. It is um, like you say. You know, you eat first. Um, with your eyes and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing presentation is everything when it comes to eating your food i can attest to um this is java uh here in the booth Say, uh, man, java <laughs> uh attest to uh chef godfrey because i know when we went over there for uh chef g garvin they had the uh his name carved into this watermelon oh wow and i was i was like whoa somebody took their time and made it you know it made it really 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 nice and it was it was something to see and the, the part about it is, I love doing it. it. I just love to see the look on people's face when they see the different hard work that I do with food. And, you know, how something tastes, you know, when it hits your taste bud, it's like it just it, it put a brighten up your face. You mm-hmm. know, it do something to me. That is my reward with cooking. You know, so as a chef, those are the stuff I look forward to to, to, to see every time. I do a catering event. And because of that, you know, uh, I think God has definitely blessed me to, to basically for people to just keep coming to me for they can't get enough of me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is just fantastic. And, you know, I give all praise to God for the stuff that I can do. Without him, none of it would be possible, you know, so... You know, the thing, though, you were telling us when you're talking about uh, cooking for large groups and you were talking about, you know, the, the mashed potatoes, but even something as simple as, as you said, putting it like in a uh, um, um, a, margar- a, uh, martini a martini glass and then garnishing it like that. So it's really simple things like that can really kind of uh, bump up the, the that visual presentation we've been talking about. Yeah, it can definitely bump, bump it up. You know, um, everybody thinks to say that it would be difficult cooking for uh, a large group of people, but... You sit down, talk to the, the, the customer or server doing the, the catering, and just basically see feel what they like, feel their flavor, you know, stuff they're looking for. And then me as a chef, apply all of those in there that make it work for me and also work for the client. 
The the wonderful thing too, though, Kevin, uh, you know, because most of us are not going to be cooking for a thousand, you know, fifteen hundred people. You may just be cooking for two people or you know five people at home, but you can take those same skillful ideas and apply them to a small meal for your family. You know, is being able because everybody's so busy. You know, everybody's got a cell phone and a laptop, and the kids are at school, and you know, you're running them to soccer and all these things. But to be able to come home at least once a week or maybe even once a month to a set table and everybody's sitting down together and you've got this beautiful visual appeal with little simple things. I always like to, you know, pull out the the mats and the napkins and, um, you know, making sure that the plating is right. Those little bitty simple things really kind of speak volume to the people that you're serving about how much you love them and that you were really taking enough time to think about them. Something as simple as even pulling out fresh flowers and putting them on your dinner table can make a huge difference in everybody's emotional level. It's been proven, scientifically proven, that putting flowers, fresh flowers on your table really lifts an individual's mood. It it definitely do. You know, one of the stuff that we do love here in Mississippi, we do love Mexican food. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) So much Mexican restaurants around and including myself, I, I, I love uh, St. Mexicano. So, and, you know, quesadillas and all the good, wonderful stuff that, you know, Mexico pro- provided. You know, simple stuff like that right there. You can basically, you know, you shred your little lettuce, your tomato, you make a pico de gallo, and you lay all of that out on the table. And it just looks so fresh and just so good. You know, have some fresh guacamole and, you know, Create your own visual and create your own that you can see, you know, family come together like, wow, you know, you bring Mexico to your home, hmm. you know. <laughs> so, uh, Chef, is there something that you prepare that you think is, is favorite among the students? Maybe one of their favorite uh, dishes would be? Oh, I truly said it. One of the favorites right there is the loaded potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's like. It's just warm and flavorful and good. It's a, it's a great comfort food. Hmm? It's a great comfort food. It, it reminds you, the exactly students of being at home. Mm-hmm. It's a comfort food. And some of the time, you know, some of the kids will get stressed out. You know, it's finals. They're taking tests. You know, they're far away from home. They need something that's going to comfort them. In that part. And that's one of the dishes that have always worked for them here. You know, we do a lot of different dishes, but that one seems to go over so well to them. And the thing is, you could top it with anything. You could pull some brisket apart, put in it, mm-hmm. some chicken, some shrimp, whatever you want. It's a, it's a, you know, it's like a pizza. You put whatever you want on top of it. It's the same thing with the potatoes. All right, uh, Chef, we have run out of time. We certainly appreciate uh, you joining us uh, this morning uh, on oh. Deep South Dining. Definitely. Thank you so much, Chef Goffrey. It's been my pleasure. I would love to be able to do it again. All right. Thanks a lot. Good to talk to you this morning. You know, I think you can tell uh, by his voice that uh, the folks at JSU, the students and the faculty, they're very lucky to have someone who is passionate about what they do, but also uh, uh, concerned. You could see uh, here in his voice how, you know, as he mentioned, you know, students uh, tired from finals or whatever, that he is there uh, ready to give them something good to eat and something healthy to eat as well. So big thanks to Chef uh, Godfrey for talking with us this morning. Absolutely. And I know him to be that person. He, he's very uh, concerned and passionate about what he's doing. And that makes a big difference whenever you're serving somebody. Deep South Dining is a production 
production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Jay White. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining, heard only on MPB Think Radio.